0: You're
1: listening to Country Squire
2: Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo.
0: And I'm John David.
2: JD! Hey, bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Man,
0: I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's man just just getting off Labor Day weekend and yeah, it's been a a, a very eventful uh several days here and trying to stay on top of it. We're uh, we're doing doing good, man. Uh you know, it's it's funny um Labor Day is one of those holidays at a pipe shop that you're like, do I close the shop down or do we stay open? You know, it's kind of this like right. on the line type thing. We've had some uh some years where Labor Day is a ghost town because people are out of town or on the lake or something, and then we've had those years where Labor Day is uh, just wide open, just just crazy because uh, people will find themselves bored and don't have anything else to do, and so they're like, "Well, let's go," you know, buy some pipe tobacco and I don't know, maybe a new Dunhill or something, and <laughs> so yeah. um yeah. And, and man, fortunately. Uh, That's that's the kind of Labor Day we had. So it was uh, really good, man. A lot of folks coming by buying some cigars and um, man hanging out around the shop, enjoying uh, our community. And that was uh, that was encouraging. So it was it was good, man. Just getting getting into the short work week for everybody else and uh, man, trying to uh, get ready for the fall. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. What's going on with you, man? We just kicking back at the house. Uh, you know, my wife working in healthcare and everything, so we didn't uh we didn't quite have the the, the full on holiday from that standpoint. But <laughs> you know, it was all right. Man, I took the girls to the uh to the mall, which is uh you know it was fun. <laughs> it was. They've just learned the term window shopping, so that's terrifying. And oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's, great. Oh, it's great, it's great. Please support this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: You go to the mall, and you're lucky if uh to quote unquote window shop. You're lucky. If uh, you know you come out with uh, just buying an ice cream cone or something right. like that, <laughs> yeah. right? No,
2: fortunately, I think we I think we made it out of there with a little bit of candy, and, and that was that was all to it. But man, no, we we had a fun time. <laughs> Listen, before we kind of go through other kind of um, you know things we need to talk about, we've got yeah. a, a, tri- a tribute coming up here. We've got you know a big announcement coming up. A lot, man. We got a lot. <laughs> we got we got a lot of show to kick off this show with. <laughs> but man, first we just have to acknowledge a big thank you to Eric Stokeby for coming on. We're talking about Pipe Royalty featured on Country Square. Royalty. I know week. man yeah it was a no little kidding. bit of a, a little bit of a smaller episode than usual but man for the for the powerhouse that was featured that was incredible what was it like uh, hanging out with him?
0: Dude, it was great. I mean, you know, he's one of those people you, you come in and you're like that that guy's Nordic, <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? right. Yes, you
0: know, that's it's a, that's that's a Dane, and he's a and he's and he's a pipe smoker, and he knows what he's talking about. And uh, yeah. man, it's just it's really neat to to get to hang out with Eric a little bit again and um, get to know him better. Uh, he's just got a such an interesting story and uh, such a great company, and they're doing some some fun and dynamic things with some partnerships with uh, you know other carvers and and uh, and tobacconists and so, man, just it, we had a great time. It, it really was a lot of fun. So with so much uncertainty in the world and everything, there's just so many fun things to know about the pipe community right now. And um, I, I think Eric's right there on the front, you know, front lines of it. And, uh, man, we appreciate him uh, coming to our our uh, goofy little shop to to hang out. So it was nice. it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge. I, it
2: was it was interesting listening to his voice again, because last time I talked to him was over the phone Uh, Oh, no. Is that right? Or was it? No, I think uh, actually, (laughs) no, I remember meeting him. We met over the phone and uh, that was an interesting phone call uh, between the two of us. And it was kind of like, you know, when when. There's, there's that feeling of when you're in the presence of greatness, but then there's that other feeling of when you're on the phone with greatness, and <laughs> you just hope you don't say something stupid. You know what I something mean? Something ignorant, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> show uh, all your I, cards. Oh, yeah. man. Actually, I've I got a funny story about he and I in Chicago, and I probably shouldn't actually share that. I'll tell you about that off. my All right, all right. All right.
0: That, that, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that was actually the last time I saw
2: him. But anyway, awesome. Thank you so much uh, for Eric coming on the show. And, yes, uh, man, very I'm much. Great mm. thing. Man, you know, we've got, as I just kind of teased moment ago we have a big announcement i'm going to tease a tease here we've got a big announcement coming <laughs> the week of october 6th uh this is something very different than anything that we've put forth before the people of uh, country squire radio i think listeners you know who have a love of uh, of the pipe of the art form of the yeah. craft of kind of enjoying just beautifully crafted tokens works of art that kind of communicate a history if that's you Stay tuned. <laughs> October sixth, we've got uh, we've got uh, something we're really, really stoked about uh, kind of a partnership and a and something to share with y'all that uh, is gonna be. Yeah, really exciting. So that I think that's all I'll say for now.
0: It, it's going to be great. <laughs> it, it really uh, dovetails with Pipe People nicely, and, mm. um, and uh, I, I think uh, the, and, and and lovers of finer things
2: too. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. I, <laughs> I I cannot wait to share that with people. Uh, and that's that's coming again. That's going to be the week of October sixth. So you will not want to miss that episode. Whew. Uh, from from that, we we do need to kind of. Um, <sighs> Acknowledge a little bit of tragedy, not even a little bit, a lot of tragedy, man, that hit the Squire uh, recently. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and um, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, it, it has been, um, you know, a, a good several days. It's also been a very difficult, uh, several days for, um, for a variety of reasons. But, um, I, I do feel like we just have to mention this at the top of our, uh, show, uh, mostly for our local listeners, but also, which, uh, which, which actually for our podcast is a very small amount of, uh, the people. <laughs> Most <laughs> of our just, listeners are worldwide, uh, which is, which is so great. And we're honored, obviously, by that. But, um, it, you know, we, we have um, a local community, but then also the people that listen to the show that have come by the shop have in some sense been able to kind of, um, you know, interact with that local com- community folks have you know, they, they've they met the hurricane, they've met Bruce, right. they've met, you know, <laughs> met uh, the other JD and all these uh, uh, people that kind this, of
2: cast of characters, uh, cast of
0: characters that kind of story, that kinda, yeah. exactly. That's a great way to put it. And um and so, uh, man, there's just uh, a very um, a, a pillar of our community, a part of our fabric uh, that um, that died last week. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was 67 years old. His name was Bill Rutledge. Bill was a very good friend. He uh, he was kind of the mayor of the country squire. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Uh, I, I want you to picture a um, probably five foot six, uh, 115 pound man. Who always wears an Oxford button-up shirt, khakis, uh, a blue blazer, uh, loafers, uh, very businesslike, uh, very uh, you know professionally, short cropped hair, uh, a, a exquisitely manicured uh, mustache, and an accountant. One of the most fascinating conversational people that you'll ever meet, and uh, and he was literally at our shop every day. I met Bill several years ago. Uh, he's from Mississippi, had his a uh, very stellar career all over the country, lived in Hawaii, Washington D.C., Texas, different places. Had clients, uh, accounting clients in places like Spain and uh, Japan and I mean, just all over the world. He's a very cultured uh, individual but retired back to Mississippi to take care of some uh, elderly relatives of his that didn't have uh, anyone else to to care for them and uh, and Bill and I got very close he, he uh once you know he was abroad kind of started smoking a pipe years ago and um you know hung out at W Curtis Drapers and uh in Washington DC and you know a regular at the Dunhill shop in in Houston when it was there and uh, stuff like that. I mean, just a very cultured, well-educated person who, who loved a pipe and, and loved pipe smokers and, um, and was really part of our fabric. Bill was at the shop, like I said, all the time. If you visited as a, as a pilgrim, uh, there's a, probably a, a 90% chance that you met uh, mr Rutledge and 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 not only that but bill also uh, when I bought the Squire from the the Reeves family this has been uh, six years ago now bill was a big part of that he really advised me a lot in some very just brilliant ways on kind of how to uh, set up a business structure and taxes and the financial agreements and all that kind of stuff I was very blessed by his uh, his knowledge and wisdom so bill leaves a huge hole at our shop. And I, you know, I, I think the only person that could have rivaled his his importance to our business is someone else we had a whole episode about, and that's right. Jack Harper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and what what's interesting is Jack I, I had a team of three people that advised me when I was in the process of of buying the Country Squire years ago. Two of them are now gone, and they, they were uh, mm. they were Bill and Jack, and uh, mm. and the third one is a forty year old young healthy attorney <laughs> <laughs> named uh, named Cooper, who I'm very close friends with, and he can't go anywhere. Yo, no, no, <laughs> yeah, lock him down, man. We're, we're I'm sending him vitamins all the time, but. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Bill. Uh, Bill, it was a very good friend, and and leaves behind a precious family. Uh, he actually developed a really uh, aggressive form of colon cancer. Uh, he was sixty seven and had some other, uh, you know, complications, type two diabetes, and some other stuff. So, uh, anyway, it um, you know just kind of happened relatively fast. But um, but anyway, this uh, this episode and and really uh, really our shop is dedicated to to Bill. And if you ever had the chance to to meet him, you know, I, I hope you, uh, you know, have the fond memories. I know you will. And maybe, maybe say a prayer for his family. Cause they're, uh, they're grieving, but, uh, rest well, my friend, we, uh, we miss you dearly. Yeah, man. And
2: yeah. you, you would have definitely known from his, uh, Starbucks bag and his, uh, his mustache <laughs> game, man. You know, I, I, I he was, uh, I, I hope this, I don't, I don't mean this at all as, as a disrespectful kind of way, but man, he always reminded me, in fact, actually, this is a compliment. He always reminded me, did you ever see the Great Mouse Detective? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm familiar with it. Yeah. All right. He always reminded <laughs> me of like if the Great Mouse Detective was a human, which I yeah. realize would be Sherlock Holmes, but still, like, right. That's kind of that that like. It's kind of Bill. Yeah. He kind of carried himself that way. He was puffing on his <laughs> pipe as he would kind of stroll the shop from time to time and just be very, you know, kind of. Uh, contemplative when, when like the hours were down and like the shop was quiet, he would still be there. And he was, yeah. you know, I, I, so that's when you, when you mentioned kind of uh, the mayor of the shop does kind of remind me just someone who's holding court and, uh, yeah. And, Always, uh always have a present there
0: <laughs> so so funny you mentioned those Starbucks bags we'll we'll transition real quick but bill was always dressed to the nines he was always, always. completely well put together you know very uh starched uh shirt pressed khakis you know all this kind of stuff uh, very well groomed uh, mustache and hair in perfect place and all this but um you know he he kept all of his pipe related stuff in these two Ratty, beat up Starbucks bags, and that's 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 all. Anytime you saw those bags sitting on a chair somewhere, you're like, "Oh, Bill's here!" <laughs> and uh, you know, it's so funny. People offered to buy him uh, proper, you know, pipe carrying cases and uh, you know, travel bags and stuff like that to hold his pipes uh, for years. You know, maybe something nice and leather that would uh, kind of match his get up and his, the rest of his wardrobe. And man, he just he just shunned it. He just he just you know, the Starbucks bags worked, and uh, they were full of. His uh, his private blend tobacco and a couple of good pipes and uh, a box of matches and that's that's all he needed and so he was uh, he was a very practical man he's a he's a good guy so we'll we'll miss him we'll miss his Starbucks bags and we'll miss uh, miss those those deep conversations he's a good man rest well Bill
2: yeah Bill this one's for you. Yep, man, we've got, of course, this show could not be made possible without the support of our amazing uh, patrons and club members. And we have got quite a few members. We got a shout out this uh, this week, man. We've got joining at the Squire level. We've got Russell Letale. <laughs> Russell Little, <laughs> man,
0: thank you, Russell, joining at the Squire level. That's great. That's right.
2: And don't let let that name, uh, con, uh, you know, uh, 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 don't let that name uh, thwart your your belief in terms of Russell's stra- stature. He is. I actually have no idea. He could be five five. He could be five two. I have no no clue. <laughs> but but chances are he's taller than us. In our book cool. he's Russell big. Yeah. yeah there we <laughs> go. Man, we also have joining at the squire level, Erica Rivertree, which by the way, I got to give it to Erica, every single time I see her name, her last name, I just like feel like she's an elf. You know what I mean? Like the river tree uh, uh, Erica of the river tree of the river tree elves who grow down by the forest and the river tree elves. Yeah, right. that, that sounds token-esque. It does. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Erica, thank you so much. We're, we're really thankful for you
2: absolutely man and then finally at the uh, pilgrim level man we've got Dave Raygun Ray Dave Ray it's, it's yeah just, that's it's right just, it's,
0: just, it's just Ray yeah. it's just Dave Ray
2: <laughs> well I mean like that's the thing we got we got kind of the elvish river tree and like the pew 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 Raygun, the Raygun.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> man Dave thank you so much we appreciate it
2: <laughs> y'all are amazing thank y'all so much and hey if you'd like to help support the show head over to patreon.com slash country radio uh, where you two can help make the show happen every single week without fail we thank y'all all right man we we are talking about a series in which opinions matter as much as, uh, well, you know, it's, it's all that matters, actually, in this particular <laughs> series. You know, so as folks already know from seeing the title, we are uh, talking about another top three series. Now, this is yeah. always really fun because this is kind of a chance to look at, you know, your picks as kind of an expert in terms of top three choices for uh, cherry blends or top three choices for uh, this particular pipe typically in kind of the tobacco uh, uh space now this is great because you know whereas there are kind of you know shameful type episodes like pipe shop fails where we occasionally have to go negative one might even argue <laughs> in in the hamster cage variety there are great. those type of moments where we have to go negative top three is really just about highlighting what's good and man We are today talking top three Ashton pipe tobaccos, which I'm so stoked for because I thought Ashton pipes, you know, I didn't know they were making tobaccos. Yeah,
0: but they're not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> educate me, John Davis. Yeah, man, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, top <laughs> three, top three ashen pipe tobaccos. We thought we'd look at a brand that is kind of overlooked as far as their tobacco stable the selection that they have. And so many good tobaccos here made in a very uh, world-renowned blending house. And, and they're just kind of overlooked. You know, they're tobaccos that uh, folks uh, aren't uh, regularly, you know, throwing up on their Instagram or sending uh, coveted samples to each other each other of kind of thing. But, but the tobaccos are delicious. They're incredibly high quality. We've mentioned a couple of them on the periphery on the show before, but, uh, but I thought we'd uh, do an expose kind of on their top three best-selling tobaccos. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned about th- that. There's some confusion in the pipe world relating to the name Ashton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, the true pipe aficionado will recognize the name Ashton. Uh, some of the best briars uh, that come out of the United Kingdom are Ashton Pipe. And those pipes are actually in no way uh, affiliated with this uh, this pipe tobacco, the Ashton pipe tobaccos that we find uh, in these beautiful tins that we'll talk about shortly. Bill Ashton Taylor, who worked for Dunhill for uh, decades, he in the early 1980s uh, branched out on his own. Uh, to kind of in his mind, kind of recover what what Dunhill was supposed to be really about, you know, and he uh, started producing pipes on his own, and uh, and then gave the the pipe brand the beginning of his surname, which is Ashton. That uh, b- became a uh, you know a, a highly coveted briar pipe, and folks in the pipe world, yeah, maybe it's not as well known as a Dunhill or a Costello, but if you're a pipe enthusiast, you you well know the name Ashton in, in high grade, uh, high end English pipes, and so folks see Ashton tobacco. And they obviously think that uh, Ashton Pipes are uh, in some way linked to that. But actually, there's no linkage. The Ashton name here comes from the Ashton Cigar Company, which was founded in 1985 by Robert Levin, the owner of Holtz Tobacco Shop in Philadelphia. Holtz, if you've been to Philadelphia, I've been. I've never been to Holtz in particular. But actually, Bill, who we mentioned earlier in the show, he went to Philadelphia a lot on work and would hang out at the Holtz shop. And it was one of those places that he talked to. very fondly of but it well respected tobacconist historic place uh upscale and and robert inherited this business in the 1970s from his father and then wanted to come out with their own kind of cigar line something that was super premium and that they could sell in their store but also sell market Uh, wind up you know turning into to something that they could wholesale and and get in shops across the country and the world and uh and they they accomplished this that some say you know Know, the name Ashton's there, and 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 it was uh, made for a shop called Holtz in Philadelphia, and it made by Robert Levin. So where does the name Ashton come from, right? And that some say I've read this kind of uh, floating around the the uh, the the uh, internet, but I can't confirm it. Some say that Levin, when he created the Ashton brand in 1985, he was encouraged to use the name ashton because of ashton pipes and so uh you know basically mm. the reputation of the ashton pipe company was high end it was a sophisticated sounding name and had right. a kind of a panache to it and all this and so they were like well if you're going to name this uh, cigar brand you might as well name it after something like that you know i I kind of find that hard to believe. You know, I can't verify that. You would think there'd be, I mean, you know, all
2: kinds of... yeah, Yeah, copyright
0: issues and trademark, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I just, I kind of find that hard to believe, but...
2: um, Is it kind of like how, you know, like Rockefeller oysters are not associated with the Rockefellers in any form or fashion. It's just, we wanted to communicate this is a rich... Yeah, uh, uh, dish, and therefore we Classy. are going to call it Rockefeller. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's that's it.
0: You know, oh. um, the, the thing is though, I mean, this is an actual company. It's not a right. recipe. It's not something kind of generic that anyone can make. I mean, this is a this is a name brand company, and so I, you know, I don't know if if there maybe is some minor connection there, uh, due to the name uh, at first, but uh, but regardless uh, whether there was or not, uh, the cigar brand was born in 1985, and and is totally un. Unre- Related to Ashton Pipe Company, and so it, it, it's fascinating. Folks have actually told stories about going to the uh, Holtz shop there, the home base of of Ashton and Philadelphia, and and being disappointed because they don't have any Ashton pipes. It's like, well, what you've got Ashton cigars. You're the home of Ashton cigars. Why where's right. the Ashton pipes? It's kind of dumb, and they kind of have to have to figure out uh, around the edges. But um, anyway, Ashton, a premium name. In uh, cigars uh, that eventually got into pipe tobacco and has a storied uh, legacy there. But what what's fascinating about Ashton is that they, uh, like a lot of luxury brands, they don't actually produce any of these products themselves. They outsource all the manufacture of their cigars and their pipe tobacco and. And what they 've what they 've chosen to do though, and what makes their name hold weight and carry weight, is that they 've chosen the best people in the world to do this <laughs> and huh. so if anyone 's listening to the show long enough and you know a little bit about cigars you 'll know that I have an affection for arturo fuente arturo Fuente very storied cigar brand they make inexpensive cigars, but they also make really high dollar cigars they uh all in between it 's a very old fashioned brand, lots of Uh, Very highly regarded uh, Vitolas and things that they've come out with. Of course, the Opus X, which they uh, produce, is uh, very well regarded and, and highly sought after. Don Carlos cigars. Uh, all that. Really, really good. And so they are the ones that actually produce the Ashton cigars for Ashton. And so that they're made in that factory with some of the best leaf in the world by some of the best uh, cigar blenders in the world and rollers. And so uh, really high end. And so the same amount of care was chosen for finding a place to have the Ashton pipe tobaccos manufactured. You'll be happy to know that they are manufactured by uh, and this is where I get giddy because I'm kind of a fanboy of this blending house, but it's Uh, It's Kohlhaas and Cop in Germany.
2: Wait, 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 wait! They're 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 what in Germany?
0: You've heard me mention Kohlhaas before on the show. I just curious,
2: (laughs) is there any relation? That's all I wanted to know.
0: What? No, 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 no. Uh Well, I I don't think so. (laughs) If if so, I'm missing my royalty check. I was about to say, do you have any kind of vested interest? (laughs) I know, right? Follow the lineage back. No, Kohl, Kohlhaas, uh of course, uh, man. Some of the manufacturers, some of the <laughs> sorry, best. Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't, ha- you can't I, handle it.
2: You no, know, it's just call. Uh, every time I hear Kohlhaas, man, I think of uh, there's like there's some German like like metal song. Duhost du <laughs> <laughs> like Kohlhas Mish, Kohlhasmithpipes. You don't Misch even spell pipes. it the same Kohlhaast, way, man. Misch
0: it's K O H L H A S E. I'm probably not even saying it right, but you know,
2: it's just it, it's Kohlhas
0: and 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 they're great and uh, and they have uh, they make some of the best tobaccos in the world, and so uh, including the Ashton tobaccos, and um and so you know they they probably paid my relatives a long time ago to change the <laughs> spelling of our name just to disassociate with That's us because be we were it. That's we were a bunch of horse thieves, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that that makes sense. Okay,
0: <laughs> exactly. But uh, Kohlhaas, of course, the manufacturer of uh, Rattree's tobacco, uh, Robert McConnell, Wessex, Astley, John Aylesbury, Vowen, uh, all these just stellar, uh, well sought after brands that uh, you know, just fly off the shelves. You know they are uh, so um, uh, so sought after because of their quality and. Uh, scarcity and all this kind of stuff. So uh, they they produce the Ashton tobaccos and um and and do a really good job. So you're you're smoking uh, when you buy these not just something uh, that's been renamed uh, from a you know big factory that produces you know tens of thousands of SKUs, but you're you're you know you're smoking European small batch tobaccos that are produced in a with a lot of tradition. And so um so anyway, top three tobaccos from Ashton. A little history there, kind of winding around the curve, but coming home, uh, we were going to talk about their top top three, and you can't talk about Ashton blends without mentioning Artisans Blend. Uh, Artisans mm. Blend. will mention number first, uh, number one, and um, you know it, this is their best-selling pipe tobacco. It's the one uh, that a lot of folks, if they've uh, smoked an Ashton Blend at some point, it, it was probably this blend. Um, it's a uh, it's a well-regarded English blend, and, uh, it, and it really it's a Balkan blend. It's something that's more uh, full-bodied and features some Turkish tobacco, and just has a nice complexity with uh, uh, with the addition of Perique. But um, yeah, a very handsome purple coin style vacuum sealed tin artisans blend by Ashton. It comes in a 50 gram tin. It's got this very uh, very handsome uh, kind of golden wreath, uh, that has a crown at the top. These are all very elegant products, which you would expect from one of the more highly regarded tobacco companies in the world that produces, uh, this caliber of, of product. But, um, all, all very nice looking. Reads on the front, this full bodied English mixture is carefully crafted for the experienced pipe smoker. Virginia and Turkish tobacco's harmonized with latakia and a touch of Perique to create a taste that is resoundingly rich, spicy and satisfying. Mm-hmm. And um, and and that that's exactly what this is. This is a very highly regarded English style blend. Again, Virginia Turkish tobaccos, Latakia, Pareek, uh, and some black Cavendish to kind of round it out. Historically, this premium blend contained Syrian Latakia, and that that was the case up until actually pretty recently. Uh, you know, as we've kind of seen the uh, the stuff in Syria, as as we all know, uh, Latakia that that leaf that. Uh, is uh, smoldered over those open fires that creates that real magical, peaty, oily, leathery leaf that imparts the tobacco with that uh, kind of roasted barbecue, peaty uh, flavor. Um, You know, originally coming from Syria, and then kind of migrating over to uh, Cyprus, and 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 now most of the product that we see comes from Cyprus. Actually, all of it, because of uh, a variety of reasons, but also mostly the instability that we see in Syria, that you know tragically is all over the news. So, but the artisan blend now contains that Cyprian Latakia uh, from from Cyprus. So, um, this is a full and smooth tobacco. It's it's velvety, but it's strong, uh, and and the strength is actually more in the In the flavor of this, it's bold and rich. Uh, meaty, but it has a nice, uh, you know, as far as the the nicotine content and the uh, smokeability, the approachability of this, it's a medium-bodied tobacco with a full taste, and and I like that. I like that, you know, when when English blends kind of land here, where you know you've got something that's very approachable. The flavor is aggressive and bold, and uh, maybe kind of naturally sweet, but it's not going to just knock you over as far as the strength goes. This is not something you have to eat a um you know a huge steak before you uh, sit there and smoke a bowl of and i i really like that i really really like that Mm -hmm. so uh, you, like I said, it's uh, got a, a nice complexity to it. I think the Turkish tobaccos kind of come out a little bit here and harmonize nicely with the strong proportion of Latakia. Uh, when you open up the tobacco, this is a, uh, uh, a ribbon cut tobacco. It's got a nice oily, dark color to it with some uh, black, brown, and walnut colored uh, leaves. Just very, uh, very handsome. And you can tell immediately uh, it just kind of fills the room with that nice leathery uh, Latakia note. So, um, <laughs> so good nice. stuff. Uh, Artisans blend. That's uh, that's Ashton's best selling tobacco and. And really, uh, you know, if you're going to try any tobacco from Ashton, uh, that would be the one uh, to try. Kohas, of course, has done a done a great job here.
2: I, I my mouth is watering.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's good stuff. If, again, if you listen to the show long enough, you'll know I'm not you know particularly a a Latakia smoker, but this is one of those uh, blends that uh, you know belongs in the rotation, and and is it, relatively easy to get too. It's not uh, not a hard to find tobacco. Okay, all right. Next stop, we've got Consummate Gentleman. Similarly decorated, a very elegant Tin, it's got this royal blue with a nice kind of gold embossing around the edge of the uh, vacuum seal, coin-style tinge. Very handsome with this rich blue. Uh, It's got a tuxedo gentleman at a party kind of smoking his pipe in the the background. It says uh, a proper English mixture composed of only the finest Virginia, Maryland, and Burley tobaccos with a pinch of Latakia. Uh, The result is a remarkable blend that is medium-bodied and traditionally English in character I love this this is really good because it's a it's what it in my mind what an English blend really should be which is not a Latakia bomb <laughs> right, right. You know, I think I've told the story before of chatting with a uh, with a tobacconist from a shop that will remain nameless mm. but this uh, tobacconist he was kind of crotchety and curmudgeonly and all this stuff but he you know he was telling me that you know one of his biggest regrets about the modern pipe blender is is the amount of Latakia that is used in an English blend. He was like, you know, back in the 60s and 70s when we were blending pipe tobacco, like, you know, an English blend had maybe you know, max 10% Latakia, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and nowadays we see these bombs with, you know, big, you know, meaty proportions of, uh, gosh, I mean, I've smoked, you know, 60% Latakia blends and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I I, I, I kind of, I'm with him on that. You know, for me, uh, uh, an, an English blend having just that, uh, that kiss of Latakia that uh, lets itself be known without being ham-fisted, that's a nice place to be, I, I, I think. And so I wish, I wish more English blends had that. Now I'm kind of, even as I'm sitting here talking, I'm like, okay, well, maybe that should be my next blend. <laughs> it's an right. a, a honest, uh, old-fashioned English blend. But traditional English-style blend with less Latakia than you'll see in the Artisan's blend or in other uh, popular Englishes today. And it also lacks the orientals, so some of that tang, floral note there uh, is not present. But it's it's very, uh, it is traditional. It's very bright. It has a touch of peat with a nice warm pleasant uh, flavor to it this is a pretty mellow simple tobacco it's a it's an all-day everyday english mixture um and and i think it's very uh approachable for that reason this is something that if you're a uh, english blend smoker and are looking for something that you can just have in your pouch every day without thinking about it this is the ticket and it's uh again uh in that european uh kohlhaas uh, german kind of you know in in that in that tradition of of pipe blending and and manufacturing. And they're making a very... Uh, high quality product here that uh, that's readily available. So uh, it's got a, a brightness, which I think is nice. The room note of this particular tobacco kind of skews toward the Virginia a little bit, which I appreciate. Uh, you know, so you'll get some elements of that of that bright leaf there, which is very satisfying. When you open the tin up, obviously those dark, oily leaves of, uh, of Latakia are staring you in the face. Just from looking at the tobacco itself, this is much more nuanced. It's more delicate. You've got really, really light colored leaves some butterscotch looking leaves here that have a nice uh, golden hue to them and they're just accented with these uh these dark oily latakia leaves which give it a little bit of that smoke so just very very pleasant this is something that burns really nicely the addition of those extra virginia leaves and maryland uh, leaves they uh, just give it a nice a little bit of a of a natural punch to it that is very pleasant. It lets you know you're smoking real pipe tobacco, but the depth of it that's paired with that uh, that latakia is very nice. So good all day, everyday smoke. Some people think it's on the, the the little bit of a plain side, but for me, uh, you know, it, this is a this is an English blend that I find myself uh, wanting occasionally, in and in a, in a, in a good blend.
2: All right. Well, that's number two. So number two, who's going to hold the the real crown? So to speak. rounding it
0: out, yeah, <laughs> smooth sailing. Uh, you have to talk about smooth sailing. This is an aromatic tobacco that's very popular amongst folks that are trying Ashton Blends. A lot of people are drawn to Ashton Blends because of the uh, the look of these cans. They're very mm. elegant and premium looking, and so uh, you know this is probably the best selling aromatic that they have. It's a crisp blue tin in the same style as the other two. It's kind of got a beachy feel, and there's this kind of sailing aspect to it that uh, you feel immediately uh, connected to relaxation and pleasant atmosphere. This is a very nice uh, ribbon-cut tobacco, so it's decidedly aromatic, but uh, not cloying or syrupy. It's a a very, very nuanced aromatic. You'll get uh, notes of liqueur. Uh, chocolate, maple, uh, and, and there's a nutty and kind of a bright flavor in there too. There's this uh, bright, almost, it may, may even be a citrus flavor, like a little bit of orange. So there's a lot going on. This is one of those aromatics where, there, where every single puff, uh, you'll get a little hint of something different. Some people even taste caramel or coconut, which I think is interesting. But again, in that European tradition of a uh, high quality, not syrupy aromatic tobacco that That's been thoughtfully flavored. This is a very high quality uh, aromatic that is uh, that's a good all day, everyday smoke for someone that's looking for a tobacco that is nuanced and is elegant and not overly flavored with you know with any kind of topping. And so, really, really good. This is something that not a you know a, a, a flavor chaser is not necessarily gonna gonna go after, but the nuanced fan of a nuanced pipe smoke that. Uh, is looking for a semi sweet blend that's a good all day, everyday blend, makes the warm, the room smell warm and, uh, inviting. Uh, this will be a good, uh, a good, a good tobacco for you. So you open it up, a, uh, really nice ribbon cut tobacco that, uh, you know, just, um, is very inviting. It packs well, uh, for the amount of flavoring it has, it tends to stay lit easily and burns to a nice powder. This is a good aromatic for aromatic smokers who want to try a you know a tin tobacco kind of stick their toe in that water. Maybe you uh, you know are used to uh, smoking some bulk tobaccos or uh, something of that nature. If you wanted to try a tin, this would be a, a good place to start. So smooth sailing from uh, from Ashton.
2: It's go- I mean, it really is a gorgeous tin. It kind of reminds me of Easter. Like there's just yeah. something like that kind of the. I mean, obviously the color scheme, but. Just kind of that that specialness of uh, Easter morning. Everything is all bright and crisp, and you know you're 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 ready to to pop open your 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 jelly beans before getting carted off yeah. to church. And <laughs> I don't know when I look at it, that's what it makes me think of. Even though there's like no eggs or Easter aesthetic, just the uh, just the color itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it just has that bright um it's almost a pastel. You know, you know what it
2: is actually? All right, hang on. I'm just now realizing mm-hmm. cuz I'm not just looking at the smooth sailing. I mean since we've been going through this, I've got kind of a, a a whole, you know, gathering here of of all of the Ashton pipe tobaccos. If you look at them, I don't know if you've got a couple of them in front of you or if you can kind of pull up an image of them. Yeah. Did you ever make yeah. those Easter eggs as a kid? You know, the, the, the Easter egg packs with those little capsules that you put in the vinegar and it bubbles up? Yeah, I mean, we're just dying. Yeah, dying right, Easter the, eggs, Like, right? if you line yeah. up all of these tins. You see it, don't you? They look like those capsules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. It,
0: you, you get these little, uh, it, it's a color palette. You know, it's the, the nice, uh, pleasant little, um, you know, wheel that... Uh, um, oh, what's his name? Bob Ross, oh, yeah, you know, would yeah. dip his uh, dip his brush into. Right. So, that's right.
2: no, it reminds me just of. It's I'm sitting here I'm looking, I was like, "Why on earth this has got a ship on it? Why is this making me think of Easter?" <laughs> like I'm realizing, like, oh, it's when I'm looking at all of these, <laughs> it's just bringing me to Easter, man. But that's well, it. Now, man. Very, really good, really good
0: tobaccos, and um, uh, very, uh, very affordable, uh, very accessible, and and all all made um in a storied uh storied blending house, and I, I think man. you'll enjoy. it. And
2: then you know, it, I I know what I'm smoking this Easter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> only between easter and labor day right yeah <laughs> yeah, for no other reason that it's
2: just this is now it's it's stuck in my brain so i, I love it man all right. right well hey that's your top three for your ashton pipe tobaccos and the great thing is if uh, you happen to have access to these at your local pipe shop, or you uh, want to bust into these and see if John David did it right? We strongly recommend you do so with a good quality corn cob or clay pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum.
0: Man, that is right. And uh, Bo, you did mention the clay pipes now from Missouri Meerschaum. Missouri Meerschaum made their name on uh, high quality corn cob pipes made in America's heartland. But today, uh, with their purchase of Old Dominion Pipe Company uh, and the really uh, great historic clay pipes that that they made for decades, we've got the addition of these uh, these beautiful clay pipes that you can get from Missouri Mirsham. So uh, go to their website and check it out. They've got a nice selection of, uh, of clay pipes you can get and even a, a classic trio set that has a hardwood pipe, a cob pipe, and a clay pipe all in a handsome pouch. Uh, so if you go to corncobpipe.com, check it out. You can order a clay or a um, corncob pipe there and they'll ship it right to your front door.
2: That's right, man. And we really do appreciate our good friends at Missouri Meersham for sponsoring this show.
1: Pipe
2: question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week. This week, coming in all the way from Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, no. This is interesting. Uh, this is a, yeah. It's a fascinating question. This is not. This is not. I say it like this is legitimately coming in from anonymous, as you'll see in the question. They 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 wish be, to be named anonymous. This is not the hack hacktivist organization. Yeah. This is uh, a <laughs> <laughs> right. This is somebody who who to remain nameless. Here we go. Say okay. I do not need to be named on air because this question is straight up pipe smoking blasphemy. Like all of your listeners, I love the show. Like, I love my favorite blends. However, this time of year, I lean towards cigar blends and cigars. But recently, I can't help but think just how much tobacco is in some cigars. It's a lot. My question is this Has anyone tried cutting and smoking cigar tobacco straight from a cigar in their pipe? I'm not talking about smoking the nub in your pipe. I'm talking about taking the full three ounce cigar and ribbon cutting it into, uh, to enjoy in your pipe, potentially extending the amount of days that you can enjoy that blend due to the volume. Is this pipe cigar craziness or did I just transcend (laughs) into the matrix again? Don't cancel me (laughs) from anonymous
0: anonymous man interesting question a little controversial obviously uh, cigars uh, can be smoked in pipes we see uh, the nub as you mentioned smoked in in pipes and uh, if you listen <laughs> if you yeah. listen to a, a pipe shop fails episode at one point we uh, discussed a, a former patron of the shop who may have uh, gone around and pulled the butts out of uh, out of ashtrays around and chopped them up like carrots and put them in his pipe to smoke and and there's a reason that guy doesn't come in our shop anymore and and uh, and if you want to know more about that you You can go back and listen to that episode, (laughs) but, um, yeah, you know, pipes, pipe tobacco and cigars are actually, you know, they're cousins, but they are different and they're very different and they're blended differently with different expectations involved. So, of course, we've got different strains of tobacco that are used for cigars and pipe. Uh, smoking, and that's why when you have a cigar blend, it typically will uh, you know feature mostly pipe tobacco with that Connecticut broadleaf in there, or maybe some um, Maduro leaf or uh, or whatever to give it that cigar-y flavor, but not being overwhelming. Pipe tobacco, when it's blended, it's really meant to be a melange. You see that word around occasionally. It's a melange. It's a mixture. You get a a, a pinch, and within that pinch, you've got kind of the entire story of the blend uh, with a cigar. Uh, cigars are rolled differently. They're blended differently. They they're meant to be smoked in in the tubular form in order to be enjoyed in that form. And and the reason that that's important is that as the cigar burns, its character is dependent upon the ratio of leaves that are together in that order. It's kind of it's hard to explain without kind of pointing to uh, the innards of a cigar. Mm. But cigars when they're when they're blended, they need to be enjoyed. If you want to enjoy them the way the uh, the roller intended it to be, uh, you need to smoke it kind of in uh, in the vitola itself, uh, and, and and that's because the that, that's why it's so important for a cigar to be smoked evenly, where the ash is even on a cigar. Because if it gets kind of crooked or if it gets uh you know kind of uh, diagonal or cattywampus or whatever you know, it, you, you might wind up smoking more of the uh, filler tobacco than you're supposed to uh, to enjoy the proper. Blend. Blend. And so, um, you know, or, or maybe more of the wrapper, or maybe the wrapper is burning unevenly, and so you're getting more of the binder, and uh, you know, really, you need to be smoking the entire uh, cigar in a very, uh, in a very methodical way in order to get the flavor that the uh, that the blender was going for. And so, all that to say, I kind of took a tangent there, but but yeah, I mean, sure, go for it. Smoke a cut up a, a cigar and put it in your pipe and smoke it in that direction. I think the strength of the cigar in in a pipe will probably overwhelm you to a degree. I, th- I think it will. I think there's something about mm-hmm. how you – consume pipe tobacco out of a pipe that just makes it more appropriate for that flavor, that that uh, delivery mechanism, you know, that delivery uh, instrument. I, I think for a cigar, uh, there's just uh, something to be said for uh, smoking it with the full kind of, um, you know, finished rolled product in your, in your hands. So uh, go for it, you know. If, if you're uh, looking for something economical, cigars are probably not for you because they uh, are so expensive. But like you said, you can, um, you know, get, when you're smoking your pipe, it can be more economical because you're uh, kind of going through it slower. And there's so much, you know, about a pound of pipe tobacco for, you know, a quarter of the price of a, a box of cigars. And so, so go for it, try it out. But I, I do think you're going to find that smoking chopped up cigar leaf out of a pipe is not going to give you an experience you uh, you particularly enjoy. So uh, all the everything I said, I think that kind of boils it down. I think it, it, in the end, you're probably not going to enjoy smoking the chopped up cigar out of your pipe the way you would the uh, the finished product of the cigar itself. So do it. Uh, try it out. Tell us what you think. And uh, maybe you can prove us wrong.
2: <laughs> hey, there you go. Always, always willing to be proved wrong, to be sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I, there's, there's no shame in just cutting the cigar in half. I'm done. i have done that. I'm sorry. I don't think there's any shame in it. Is there shame in that? Uh, I, a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, right, hey, so we, this, we won't, <laughs> I'm not won't going anonymous, anyone. though.
0: We won't tell anyone, Bo. There, there's only 10,000 people listening oh all over gosh. the world. So, right.
2: yeah, no big deal. <sighs> all right. Well, hey, uh, great pipe question of the week this week, Anonymous. Uh, thank you for sending that in. And hey, if you have got uh, a pipe question of the week, you feel free to send that in as well. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Is there really shame in that? I do that I, often. I I'm very economical yeah. with cigars. I mean,
0: oh wow. Well, okay. The, All right. Yeah, you the, then you should if that if that's the case, you should be smoking a smaller cigar. Well, the, the Yeah. The the cigar is meant to be enjoyed in its entirety. Oh. And and and, there, oh. and from beginning to end in the cigar, there's nuances in how that cigar is rolled mm. that makes it it, it, it It's just, it, just
2: don't cut your cigar. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> wow. All right. I got taken a task. Okay. No, uh, d- do whatever the hell you want, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. All
0: right. I've got guys at the shop, you know, they buy $15 cigars and all they do is chew on them. And, you know, am, or, am I thankful for those guys? Absolutely. Hey
2: man, take that money. <laughs> sure. For sure.
1: Quick Fire with the Squire.
2: Questions, Ow! all right, man. Quick fire questions. Are you ready, sir? Yes, yes, let's knock them out here. Here we go frozen veggies or canned? Frozen veggies,
0: I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't like the you know slimy vegetables coming out of a can. Frozen vegetables, you know, you put them in the microwave and they have this steaming thing. I don't know, I'll go with that.
2: I mean, I think that that's actually healthier if I'm not mistaken, because you don't have all the additives and everything.
0: <laughs> both of them are lazy.
2: <laughs> I mean, no, they're both lazy. That's that's to be sure. Uh, woodworking or leatherworking?
0: I'm a pipe guy, so woodworking. I don't do either because I'm a tobacco guy. But you know, I'm a
2: I'm a pipe smoker. I got to go with woodworking. Yeah, but I feel like leatherworking is like the cousin of woodworking no, it especially is. yeah yeah
0: hey well and in the pipe world you know you have all these beautiful accessories that are made uh, by hand uh, with you know leather products and so yeah that, that's there but yeah i gotta go with uh gotta go with the wood
2: all right fair enough uh okay next up elk or moose uh elk because <laughs> because it's first <laughs> uh okay acceptable um What's the difference between an elk and a moose? You don't know the difference between that. Google elk
0: and moose and you'll I mean these are You don't know either. You they're don't different know. Animals. They're different you don't animals. An elk right. is a uh, it, it's more uh s- felt. Elk like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah, moose. It's more and, and a moose is more, you know, like a like the the Rocky and Bullwinkle kind of thing,
2: you know? No, I got that. That's yeah. That's a that's a thing. Uh all right. <laughs> it's a <laughs> surprise party or theme party? Oh, surprise party! Yeah, I actually hate surprise parties. Really? Yes, I yeah. cannot stand them. That kind of uh, surprises me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. No, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm not. I like, I love throwing surprise parties, but I hate receiving surprise parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the flip side, I love themed parties. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, Star Wars party, pirate party. Let's go. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. But um, actually, I don't know if you recall because this was several years back, but for my, I want to say thirtieth birthday. Uh, my wife threw me a surprise party at the house. I I definitely knew it was coming, <laughs> so I, I I tried my best to act surprised. But like she she's like, I know you hate surprises, so you, just, you know I'm throwing you a surprise party. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then finally, swimming pool
0: or lake? You know, this might surprise people, but I'm gonna go with swimming pool. I you know, the, like you know, a, a hot afternoon, a case full of uh, a cooler full of beer. Sitting next to the swimming pool, got some tunes going on in the background. I,
2: I don't know. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. It should surprise no one that we're, you know, as 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 southern and as country as we come across. We're kind of, we're kind of <laughs> not. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh we'll take the the hot tub, uh, please. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the pool. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Quick fire questions for this week. Hey, if you've got quick fire questions for us, send them into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man. This one is coming in from Stephen Brolet. Brolet. Yeah. Good enough. All right, good enough. All right. It's Stephen B. This is what Stephen B has to say. Says, Hey, JD and Bo, thank you both for the work you're doing on Country Square Radio. Since I started listening in 2016, you both have, wow, hang on, 2016. I had to do the math real quick on that one. Wow. Yeah, I guess we started in 2013. So, yeah, still. Quite some time. He's been with us quite a while. Yeah. This is true. Uh, hey, JD. Bo- or, uh, bu- 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 since I started listening in 2016, you both have positive- positively affected my life, not just as it relates to my pipe, but in work and life as a Hackneyed craftsman and videographer. I'm no longer a videographer full-time, but maker's going to make, you know? It seems that the value we place on the first of an item we've owned is at odds with the image and legacy we'll leave behind. We place more value on our oldest things because they mean more to us personally. Hmm. And after we're gone, our loved ones will likely only remember the last item they saw us using. For example. I hold dearly my grandfather's last camera, but don't care as much about his first. And what of Spurgeon's last cigar on display in the museum? Would we have given his first cigar the same treatment? Our first Mm. pipe, however, special to us. Probably won't matter as much as our last when we pass it on. Man, this is deep. This is deep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Stephen, bringing the good stuff here. I know, right? Besides, it probably still stinks from what we've (laughs) from when we uh, naively filled it with. R-Y-O. Roll your own cigarette tobacco. I speak from experience. I tell myself this. Your first pipe isn't as important as your last, and your last could be the one that you're smoking right now. Thanks again for the thought-provoking recent two episodes. I'm looking forward to my pilgrimage. Best regards, Stephen. Well, Stephen, thank you for the thought-provoking listener feedback. Man,
0: no kidding. I've never really made that connection. But uh, you know, for instance, my own collection, right? My my first pipe is a Dr. Graybo, uh, you know, and my second pipe I think was a a, a you know, a basket pipe, uh it was a, a Benton labeled basket pipe from a, a little a little smoke shop that mostly did cigars and Um, you know, those are probably two of the least valuable pipes in my collection. I don't smoke them as much anymore because, uh, you know, I have better briars now and have moved on to different things, but they have that sentimental meaning to me. And there's a reason I haven't let go of them. And there's a reason I would let go of some of these fancier pipes I own before I would let go of them. And yet, uh, you know, whoever comes behind me. Uh, will have a different take when they're you know picking through my uh <laughs> my briars. Yeah, that's fascinating, man. I have not uh, not ever thought about that. Yeah, you said I tell myself this: your first pipe isn't as important as your last, and your last could be the one you're smoking right now. Man. Drop the mic. <laughs> Pretty good, man. man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Woo. Good stuff. Thanks, Stephen. That's great,
2: Steven, That's excellent. Yeah, my first pipe you know it's a straight billiard pipe and i've i've mentioned this before but i have every intention to put that in a shadow box yeah. and my goal is to actually put it in a shadow box with uh my first uh goren brothers hat if that thing ever gives out and it just it never has. <laughs> 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 um man okay man that's great just got i got to meditate I know, on I like that you might have to i like it that's good stuff I might have just inspired something. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to think about that as we go along. Stephen, great feedback. And hey, if you've got some listener feedback for the show, um, you can write it into the show at show at countrysquireradio.com We also really appreciate iTunes reviews. Head over to iTunes and write us a review there. It's a great way to help out the show. But if you're also able to help out the show financially, head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio Uh, the show is happening because of the supporters of our club members there, and we would love to have you join. Man, you can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow the show at Squire Radio, John David at John David Cole, but all that information and more can be found at country radio.com man top three ashton pipes yeah yeah nope ashton pipe tobacco that's right so i keep on wanting to say three <laughs> ashton pipes. it's like it's like a mental thing but man some glorious pipe tobacco discussed on this episode and my i'm i'm ready for
0: really it. good i encourage everyone to try i think you'll be i uh, think you'll be pleasantly surprised
2: all right man well hey let's go have a week see you brother